I've got diarrhea and my left eye itches. Why did you have to start it like that? Because it's on my mind. It's on my mind. I was thinking one of the main reasons we can't record like a visual podcast today uh-huh. is because I might shit my pants. And I, <laughs> I just really didn't want excuses, that. Excuses, excuses. I didn't want that to be recorded. If you didn't, you might have had like sweat running down your forehead. Like if you make it yeah. through the whole podcast. You know like when you're watching someone and you know that they've got gastrointestinal discomfort god you can, skylar you everybody's just, already clicked you can off. just smell it on him almost you know oh, I, smell it I texted screen. imogen earlier i was like i'm trying to survive my own farts right now oh god so, I, i'm much better now but i just was like not doing well like two hours ago speaking of, speaking which, of which i'm I, sammy i'm i'm, I'm, I'm struggling skylar. i'm skylar and struggling <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to our podcast. Yeah, we're not doing a visual this week, obviously, but, you know, when when you get it, you get it, and you're welcome. <laughs> I think it would be a great gift to our listeners to just never know when they're going to see yeah, us. Yeah, that's I true. feel like that's very on-brand for speaking of <laughs> it which. It is very on-brand Like, you just don't us. know. You just it's don't know. It's a roll of the die. I feel like if, if, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I just don't want our listeners to be complacent. I don't want them to be too happy. And I also don't want them to expect too much of us. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as we like raise our, our standards, I know. we're subject to just take it right back Ultimately, away. the only people it hurts is us. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we raise the standards, you know? That's suddenly we've true. got segments. Oh my god! Oh, suddenly In we have interviews and Whoa. visuals. I honestly feel like maybe we went too hard, too quick, and we need to kind of pull back pull the reins. Back. Uh, Imogen, I think people were shocked. In fact, Imogen said we should just have an episode where it's just silence for an hour. <laughs> I just said we should do an ASMR one, but I know Imogen wouldn't listen because she. Can't I know. Do ASMR. Well, maybe like an hour where we just kind of like sip on things, munch. No, we could talk, but we just have to do the whole podcast like this. Maybe I don't know. What? What have you been into lately? I say the future is endless. In fact, if like, let's say one of us is like, I don't know, dead or something. Yeah. Like, oh my God, if I died, what would you do with the podcast? Keep going. I knew you would, it, by the way. I know, it would never be the same. If I'd have did, to retire it or like, it would have to be changed a if, lot. If you died, I don't have the logins. <laughs> So the podcast you would be over. You do nothing but actually have the whole comedic relief in the podcast. Speaking so. of which, two, I guess. <laughs> Just me. Speaking of Sammy Speaking only. Speaking of Sammy is dead. So. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, Something from the, t- the tap. Yeah. The I keg. can't remember what we got. Um, Some beer. There was a small selection in this place was that there, we you know to. what i remember at first i was like "Ooh, i don't like this but i i like it now mm. but i think that's thrilling because I'm, I'm easy to fucking please <laughs> yeah. and i'm drinking coffee and it's like nine o'clock at night and um yeah that's how it that's how i'm rolling right now that's how yes. i'm rolling so you said that you had some outline of some things i have no idea what we're talking about yes. but i did request us to have fun Yes. And I know you might bring up some hard-hitting questions. I don't know. Nor. But, you know, last week was long. It was like an hour and 30 minutes almost. That's yes. a long podcast episode for us. And I've had a... Yeah, I'm just I ready to chill. and better this week in terms of... Things were just kind of rocky the last two weeks, just in general yep. for people. And yep. I feel much better now. I feel much more connected with people again. Yeah. Just yeah. things are better. You know, I have not been watching any... <clears throat> spiritual content really except mm. for there hasn't been as much the last week or so if there has been it hasn't been coming through my feed i've been watching like a shitload of disc golf 
it's um it's been a long time since I've followed like the pro tour. Mm. If you guys are have no idea what disc golf is, I don't know. I just look it up, okay? But I feel like at least most people will kind of know what it mm-hmm. is. It's just like regular golf, but Sporty you do it with frisbee. Yeah, you do it with frisbees into a basket. Um, and George, that's how George and I met. But they canceled a ton of events in the beginning of the year due to the coronavirus. And now they're able to social distance and keep it going. And they've had some pro tour events. And I found the YouTube channels that, like, you know, will film it. And it's really good, like, commentary and stuff like that. And I've just been watching all of the events lately. Mm -hmm. And there's one, like, every weekend or every other weekend. So, and I'm watching, like, three rounds of the girls and the guys. And it's... You know, it's like six hours worth of footage. So I'm Damn. basically, that's what I've been watching all. And then also Katie Flowers' new booktube videos I've been watching. Oh my those God. like crazy. I've been watching those religiously. And I, in fact, I've been jumping from her videos and the recommended feed to other booktubes. Yeah. And now I'm just a booktube. member of booktube. I love booktube. Um, I just got a whiff of your coffee breath and the coffee. Yeah. And my bowels inst- <laughs> the <smell> instantly <laughs> activated. <laughs> Do you like, want to pause it? No, no, I just had to clinch. Okay. Uh, no, Do you I, want to pause it? I, I just sucked it back up inside. So. Oh, I love that for you. Is it Thank recording? You? Yeah, okay. just, just, <laughs> can if you I, if it has tone to pause, it down? Like, you know. Okay. Well, you... actually, why not just pause it and people can just time my poop breaks. <laughs> I think that could be a fun segment. Okay. Do you want to pause it? No, I, no. You're confusing me. No, I'm 100% okay, safe word. fine. When you need me to pause it, what's the safe word? I got a shit. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's gonna be um um Trisha. <laughs> Wait, what was Pay that? Test. What was that one movie with Jennifer Aniston? Uh, and was it Adam Sandler? And they what are you talking about? And anyways, the was in- that with Winona Ryder? I think you're talking. No, I'm talking about definitely Winona. Jennifer Aniston and some no, other. No, you just said Jennifer Garner, and then you said what? Jennifer no, Aniston. No, Jennifer Aniston and okay. some random man. They all look the same to me. All these comedian actors. I, you're losing me so. Anyways, quickly. in the movie, she she had this enemy in high school. Her name was Devlin, and so she hated this girl. So when she ended up having kids, she told her kids that Devlin meant you need to take a poop. So. <laughs> So she was like, you guys need to take a Devlin. And then part of the movie is that Devlin re-enters her life and uh-huh. her kids call poop Devlin. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, so Devlin is take the poop a Devlin. word? Okay. Well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll keep thinking about it. Okay. Well, I won't ever know. And you'll just. Yeah. Our listeners will. Send, send me on Instagram some suggestions. Don't do that. So guys, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did find an interesting astrolog. Not like specifically interesting but i like to see what's going on astrologically tied into the podcast find articles blah 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 Mm -hmm. so i found an article from msn lifestyle and if anyone knows what msn lifestyle is it's like when you open up internet explorer and it has like featured articles and i saw this featured article by someone named jennifer um rassiopi and it says with mercury and leo expect something meant to be um to unfold this week so this is what she was saying Wait, about what say that again 
With Mercury in Leo, mm -hmm. expect something meant to be to unfold this week. And she kind of talks about why okay. Mercury in Leo conjuncting the other planets is like unfolding. It's a good clickbait title. I'm interested to mm -hmm. see like what it's about. So she says Mercury in Leo connecting with the asteroid comet hybrid Chiron. And like that's basically what it's about. It mm -hmm. says Chiron, the wounded healer, in Aries forms a trine to Mercury this week who okay. rules the mind. This fire trine elevates your potential for embodiment to support you to feel more embodied and in touch with your needs consider a bath a long walk outdoors going for a swim or any activity that helps you relax feel breathe and be and that includes sleep however this was the part that was interesting to me yes yeah, i was gonna say yesterday mercury made a manifesting and healing angle to chiron so we could potentially gain earned insight into where we are in regards with our chronic problems and what we need to acknowledge as we move forward on our healing path and then she says something cool. Remember, healing doesn't mean achieving the resolution or absolution mm -hmm. of pain, but mm -hmm. rather it's the process of building the capacity to accept what it is and be with it skillfully. And then today, Mercury moves from the Chiron tri trine into a square with Uranus and Taurus. Oh, yikes. That's my moon. Mm -hmm. Oh, yikes. Elevating tensions. So Mercury in Leo is a challenging angle to the planet of disruption in a fixed Earth sign. Yeah. It asks you to use your voice. Taurus represents the voice. If you're... If, if there's an issue in your life that you need to address, you might not feel ready to say something, especially with depending on your chart. Doing so might feel like more labor than you frankly are ready to do. Still, though, the cosmos asks you to discern what's needed to bravely and consciously speak your truth. Okay. So without like actually having my ephemeris out and looking mm -hmm. at any of the other stuff, because those, those are like pretty... Those are... I don't want to say they're pretty basic aspects for those planets but obviously like they're in certain signs so that does make a difference mm -hmm. but like mercury moves really quickly so mm -hmm. it's always shifting and changing and i always find that when articles are only talking about you know fast moving inner planets it's kind of a mm -hmm. it's kind of a not a, a puff piece but like a I mean, it's, like a, it's like a daily Obviously, you got to make money, Christina. No, exactly. And I'm not I'm not knocking it at all. It's more so mm -hmm. just like, you know, how how much I thought it was how well much written. weight how how much weight will it actually hold on the big picture will kind of depend on like what else is going on and also other people's planets. Like I said, Uranus is uh conjuncting my moon and has been for a really long time. So for it to be squaring uh, my moon that's gonna affect me a lot harder than someone who you mm -hmm. know is gonna have a different placement but you know chiron is <laughs> even in good aspects i would say it's one of the most challenging things to be highlighted i would say that mercury and leo trining it is probably a pretty good aspect however it's still it's still whenever we deal with chiron it's showing us where we feel triggered, where we feel trauma, where we feel like we've been dealing or dealt the shorthand in life. And out of that comes a lot of the times the biggest possibilities to heal others mm -hmm. when we can recognize and know it. But if I'm going to summarize that whole article, it feels as though it was a time when it was trining Chiron, when Mercury and Leo was trining mm -hmm. Chiron in uh, Aries. It was like, oh my gosh, Leo's so fun, happy, shines a light, is very dramatic, very childlike. It's like being able to express mm -hmm. and poke fun at your trauma and I being like, able yeah, to highlight Chiron it and be and like, oh my God, ha ha ha, this right? is my trauma. And then literally Mercury days later, it squares Uranus in Taurus. That is, 
Um, Putting a foot on the brake. That's almost like, ha, 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 this is so funny. And then days later, it's like, ah, ah, I can't. I felt it too much. Like, I felt like that was an interesting astrological, I mean, like, I think every day interesting things are happening. Absolutely. But it just Astrology seemed especially interesting to me. Chiron and Aries and then Mercury and Leo and then approaching Uranus and then before. Like, it just, it, I said, I kind of What's, felt what she meant by saying something meant to be is unfolding. So to me, what was a little bit iffy of what was left out of that article is, and again, I have to get my ephemeris because I have mm-hmm. to check, but... Um, Mars is in Aries. So that's a big component of what she could have slipped in there. Mm-hmm. We talked about how Mars was in Pisces at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. all of that. And now it's for the rest of the year. It, it might retrograde back and forth a little bit. I'm not sure when or what's going on there. But um, Mars is in Aries. And that means it's going to be, if not conjuncting Chiron, it will be in the same sign, which is still a big a big deal of how the energies are mixing. And Mars and Aries conjuncting Chiron. Mars is at home in Aries, right? Mars is at home in Aries. And it's, you know, on the best side, on the best side of Mars and Aries, it's able to be like, whatever you got going on, we're pedal to the metal. We are, you know, flames are burning, (laughs) flickering, probably not being able to contain it if you try too hard kind of thing. You kind of got to be cautious about it. And on the challenging side, it's literally like... uh, spontaneous is not the right way to describe it. You know, Mars and Aries is, it's, it's, um, maybe maybe manic a bit too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's like almost like, oh, I struck a match. Oops, shit. I dropped it on the fucking carpet and now my house (laughs) is aflame in the most challenging aspect. So for that to be in the same sign conjuncting Chiron and to kind of leave that out of there, Mm -hmm. I mean, she may have mentioned the article was long. I only picked out the parts that I thought were okay, interesting. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's good. So she goes into other planets. I, I found her writing to be very well done. I yeah, really liked that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't. I just. That was the first thing that came to my mm-hmm. mind was. And uh, I think that, especially when it comes to astrology, you know this, everyone has their favorite planets, you know? So oh, like, yeah. even if Mars was doing something much cooler, if Mercury is your favorite planet, then. I mean, I'm thinking of this in my own terms. Like, yeah, I would say that's. I'm much more interested in Mercury than Mars in general. So even if Mars was doing something cooler, I'm yeah. much more interested with what's happening with Mercury. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, and and hopefully this doesn't sound condescending, but that is definitely a beginner's attitude to astrology <laughs> because it's really easy for us to like pinpoint what we want to know mm-hmm. and to kind of forget about the other things that are influencing it, and that's where like I the will second never layer. Change. No, and you don't have to. I'm just. I I don't mean that in a negative way because I think a lot of people are like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh my god, what's Venus doing right now? Like, where is yeah. that? You know, um, or you're very mercurial. You know, your sun, sun is sun is in Virgo, and you are very mercurial. Mercurial. So I can see how you would want to know that. But I'm gonna tell you that when you got Mars aspecting things, and you just kind of like. There's different planets mm-hmm. that whether you like them or I'm not. I'm willing to hear what Mars is doing. Yeah. But as far as emotionally investing in what Mars is up to, that is asking too much. <laughs> so I did find an article related to this. Mm-hmm. And because a big aspect of what she was saying, not only about things that were meant to be unfolding, in, yeah. according to her interpretation, it yeah. was also about speaking your truth 
while these things are unfolding. And she was just yeah. kind of seeing this pattern. So I, like I found that. this article called, it's just a very basic article, but the way that it was written, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was okay. called Activating Your Throat, Tro- Throat Chakra by Speaking Your Truth by Susan Hassan, who's a guest writer for Wake Up World, if anyone knows what that is. Cool. Um, and so she writes, and then I thought this was just very... It gave me a lot to think about. It said, before one is confident enough to speak their truth, they first need to get comfortable with using their voice. And I thought that, that was very potent. Like, hmm. there's been times in my life where I've really, really thought, like, I want to start speaking my truth and, like, really open up. But I wasn't, yeah, I I wasn't was comfortable using my voice in the first place, you know? Like, yeah, I bet Mars was transiting your Mercury. Mars was transiting my Mercury, you know? What, I mean, whatever. Aspecting it in very nice ways. And I then thought that it was wasn't. beautiful. Let me read that again just so everyone can ponder okay. it. And uh, obviously everyone's different, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like this resonated for me. So obviously it's going to resonate with a portion of you. But anyways, <laughs> before one is confident enough to speak their truth, they first need to get comfortable with using their voice. And I really felt that, really agreed with that. I thought that that was beautiful. Um, so then she goes on to say, we activate our throat chakra and keep it flowing by continuing to express ourselves until we are no longer self-conscious when, when setting boundaries, asserting ourselves, standing up for ourselves, and expressing ourselves when we're uncomfortable. And AKA I, all you Libra moons out there. <laughs> sup. And I think that anyone could have this issue, obviously. Yeah. So the next level. Or just like Libra in general. The like, next level. And Pisces. The next level of throat activation is evident by how comfortable we are when speaking our truth. Speaking your truth is the most powerful way to speaking use... Of speaking truth. of truth. Speaking your truth is the most powerful way to use your voice. So by speaking your truth, you're not just activating your throat chakra, you're reclaiming any part of you that was ever silenced or made to feel powerless. Cool. When we speak our truth, we speak for all versions of ourselves, past and present, including the inner child, etc., who never got the opportunity to do so. We heal this aspect by pushing through the awkward phase that comes when entering new territory and exercising our voice in areas uh, where it was once shut down. And I felt like that article was just very relevant to all those mercurial transits and what was going on. And that's cool. So yeah, I really liked. I really liked that article. I felt like she just had a really speaking your truth sounds very much like obviously that's throat chakra but what mm-hmm. like i don't know why but i i saw like yellow and blue when you were saying that like for some reason i was like thinking to talk about how that also to me feels like it's connecting to the solar plexus chakra mm-hmm. because throat throat chakra to me doesn't necessarily mean speaking your truth it's mm-hmm. just about information and just using your mm-hmm. ability to input and output information through the throat through chakra. the throat chakra and also listening and seeing it's all the whole throat chakra to me is a little bit more than just the throat mm-hmm. it's about the eyes it's about the mouth and it's about the ears it's about it's about using your your uh tools to receive and output information and speaking your truth the truth part like there's confidence behind that. Mm-hmm. And that's the confidence to use your throat chakra to its fullest potential feels like it's mm-hmm. coming from somewhere in the solar plexus. I'm sure it incorporates all yeah. of the chakras and probably a lot of the heart chakra as well. But I feel like there's something about with people who might resonate with that in, in a sense of like, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's something in the solar plexus chakra of the confidence mm-hmm. and... See, like for me, I resonated with it through the throat chakra. I have things I want to say, but once they bubble up, they're not actually being activated in the throat. Mm. 
So like That's I, cool. I totally meant, I got what she meant yeah. by that. And she also in the article talks about the phenomena of shaky voices. Like, mm. you know, like when you're saying something and you're really nervous and your voice is literally shaking. Uh-huh. She really talked about that through the lens of throat chakra. And I just thought it was really great. Yeah, you ever, like, in high school remember kids that had to do, like, singing or oh choir God. or something, and they were, like, really nervous, and Me. they got up, and they were, well, like, it depended. oh, say, <laughs> can you see? <laughs> That's so relatable, because I was either that kid or speaking like I am now. I, there was no in-between. I was either completely in charge and large and yeah. in charge or I completely used to get falling apart. extremely nervous for the first five to ten minutes of being on stage. And then I was owning it. <laughs> I commanded the fucking stage. I loved, love, I love, I miss singing on stage. I miss acting on stage so much. It was something that I just loved to do, but I couldn't handle, couldn't handle theater kids. <laughs> We've talked about that before. But I, but still. At heart, you're a theater kid. Just and, get over it. And I feel, oh, Absolutely. I'm a musical nerd. I am a theater junkie. I am a theater kid at heart. I just knew that like long-term profession, I needed to switch my major to something else because it just wasn't, it wasn't it. Um, But I miss it. I still want to do something like local or whatever. Now's obviously not the time, but I really, I was trying to audition for something when we were in Michigan, but the timing like of when the rehearsals was going to be conflicted with my work and I wasn't going to be able to get out soon enough every single day to get there kind of thing. Um, but I, w- I think it would be really fun to get back into something local here just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to get so nervous and it wasn't like I thought I was going to do bad nervous. Mm-hmm. It was just that I knew I was going to do so well. And that I knew that, like, I was excited to show my talents, that I would get the anticipation, like, nerves, like, the excitement and adrenaline rush would be... Adrenaline rush was more of what it was to where I would really be really shaky and my voice would be shaky and I would be, like, kind of out of body Mm -hmm. uh, for the first five to ten minutes of being on stage. But once I, like got through it and that was also one of the best parts about being on stage was that was the worst part but but keeping going and keeping it settled and making it through like making it past that adrenaline nervousness and clearing to the rest of the amazing show that is like the best feeling to know that you can push past those nerves and do it i'd get the same way with like um you know speeches or talking in public or stuff like that i always get a little nervous and shaky voice and then i've always pushed through and been fine but mm-hmm. it, i i get that too and i think if you don't oh same thing with disc golf tournaments i was just watching um one of those uh videos of the tournament and even the pro like that was commentating was like every single person on the first throw of the first hole is nervous as fuck like it doesn't matter if you're paul Macbeth, who's like a five-time world champion you're nervous on the first throw. There's a lot of people watching you. You know, it's your first throw of the tournament. Like, anything could go on. You're nervous. It's just like stepping out on stage, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wonder, you know, when I, I don't do you, I don't get that way as much doing a live stream. But it also doesn't feel like a performance. Yeah, so that's a different. It's almost like... It's almost like hosting a party, especially, maybe? Especially, like, yeah, especially at this point in our careers. Okay. It's like... <laughs> 
it's like sh- it's like sharing <laughs> is that t- what it is <laughs> sharing time with friends yeah that's definitely what it feels like i feel like, like when we were first starting i can't remember exactly but i can see myself being more nervous at first oh yeah i was ner- i was i was nervous to do a live stream but more so nervous just because i didn't know what to do with mm-hmm. the live stream like i didn't know what what could or couldn't happen in the live stream but I went live on Instagram once. Years I would have ago. loved to see that. Years ago, um, when I first started my tarot Instagram, I did a live unboxing of the Nicoletta Tricoli. Oh, you did? And uh, did I watch? I feel no, like... you didn't because I remember. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. you you, mess- you were like at work or something, and I remember messaging you being, like, "Oh my god, I just went live on Instagram to my five followers." And I was and like, I- "You did it with the deck that I love. Fuck you." Yeah. No. Right? And one person showed up, but it was so great because it was just that one person. I knew yeah. them very well. Um, Instagram even, live it, is hard. Even if you have a ton of followers and you go live all the time, mm-hmm. it's really hard to get like over 100 people it on was, a live. Um, Jennifer King from Ace of Tarot. And like Aww. everyone knows who that is. Aww. Literally the most legendary supporter of all time. Like queen of supporting people. That's and she sweet. was so sweet. She yeah. was like, oh my God, you're doing so great. Oh my God, I love hearing your voice. And yeah. I was just like, I got okay, yeah. I was meant for this. Yeah. And what a fucking legend. But speaking of, um, you know, being confident, beyond yeah. that your truth, th- then um, I there was a link under this article to another link to another article okay. that I thought this is. <laughs> they don't know. They, they don't know, know. We know. We they know. <laughs> so, linking back to that original article about something meant to be unfolding, speaking yeah. your truth. Uh, Things are changing, right? Yeah. I found an article called, If you're open to growth, you tend to grow. (laughs) Words of wisdom. It's by Janet Ray Dupree, and it was from the New York Times. And this was... (laughs) That's... Really? (laughs) Yeah, this is from the New York Times. If you're open to growth, you tend to grow. Shuffle up, why you? And so, basically, she was talking about... Am I open up to growth? Are you? It says, why do some people reach their creative potential in business? This was business-focused, but it could be anything, obviously. Yep. Um, Why do some people reach their creative potential in business while other people, equally talented, never do? After three decades of research, the Stanford psychologist Tarl- Carl Dweck believes that the answer to the puzzle lies in how people think about intelligence and talents. It says, those who believe they were born with all the smarts and gifts they're ever going to have approach life with what's called a fixed mindset. Those who believe that their own abilities can expand over time, however, live with a growth mindset. People who believe in the power of talent tend not to fulfill their potential because they're so concerned with looking smart and not making mistakes. But, pe- <laughs> but people who believe that talent can be developed are the ones who really push, stretch, and confront their own mistakes and learn from them. People with a growth mindset tend to demonstrate the kind of perseverance and resilience required to convert life's setbacks into future successes. That ability to learn from experience was cited as the number one ingredient for creative achievement in a poll of over 100 creative researchers. So, like, according to psychology, according to, like, the top psychologists in the field of creativity, the number one ingredient is your ability to learn... How to grow. Learn how to grow and, like, changing setbacks. So, do you feel like this idea behind a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, do you believe that people who identify 
whether they know it or not, as a fixed mindset, are mm-hmm. able to change to a growth mindset. In the article, they they stress that it's absolutely possible, based on the literature, for people to switch to both sides. Yeah. So people can switch from the good mindset to the bad mindset, and people can switch from the bad, quote-unquote, mindset to the good it just depends on where you are in your life. Yeah. It depends on how you were raised. It depends also on the whole article was about if you're willing to grow, then you will grow. So right. it's, it's. What do you think? And this is probably more so just opinion based. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think is the number one reason why people get stuck in a mindset of um, fixed, like a fixed it's a mindset? Fixed mindset. There's so many reasons. There's Obviously, so many this reasons. is like the, dancing around yeah. shadow work. Um, so I'd say but, the surface, the thing that comes to my mind is the first word is is comfort because it's much more comfortable to in like this kind of is like dancing a little into shadow, but you know yeah. as we do, it's much more easier to say comfortable knowing before you even go in what's going to happen. Yeah, and not because you're like negative or like oh i just don't want to bother but oh you know what uh, knowing me if i do this i probably won't succeed or knowing me me you know like you it's just like that comfort of already knowing before you go into it because then there's no disappointment mm, it's okay. that comfort of just already knowing okay but that yeah. doesn't mean that like so like also comfort mindset could be oh i know if i put myself up to it i could do it but i'm just not up to it right now yeah so it kind of works both ways i don't know why because i don't agree with my first thought about it but like the first thing that came to my mind and the more i was thinking about it i don't know if i agree mm-hmm. with it but it's the people that you surround yourself with i don't know why that was what came up to, for They'd me be a huge influence for because sure. i'm not saying that they are or aren't the reason why you are but mm-hmm. if you um, I think it depends on your sign and how much you absorb other people's I mean, energy. obviously, I definitely think it has to do with your transits and your urinal mm. charm, but that's just me. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why, like, the people you're around or the people you choose to surround yourself came up as, like, in my mind as the, the number one reason why I think most people... I think also most people aren't aware of... Maybe now, maybe mm-hmm. now, or I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because we surround ourselves with, with open-minded, self-aware, self-exploring people. Mm-hmm. But on a whole, like on a, on a whole of a, of a humanity, mm-hmm. I think there's a big portion of people that just don't quite know how to self-explore or to, to dive into things like shadow work or call it something else, mm-hmm. call it like growth mindset. Like they wouldn't know what that's like because if they're surrounding themselves with people that are exactly, stable yeah. or fine with where things are at, or maybe they're um, encouraging, but maybe just not, I don't know why do not lick my couch, Phoebe. Um, <laughs> but like, also what? that is kind of like, downplaying us as a humanity but yeah. you know that's where we're at in 2020 right yeah, now Yeah, it's kind of all over the place because i think thinking about it in the mindset of our spiritual type of community or people who are spiritual in any sense of the word mm-hmm. i would think that it is much more based off of other things but people who don't have a spiritual mindset 
Um, I'm fascinated by people that don't have spiritual mindsets. I am too. So they make me extremely uncomfortable sometimes. I 100% agree with that. And so, but I learn a lot from interacting with people who do not consider themselves. I learn a ton from them too. The guy that I'm kind of seeing right now, right? (laughs) He has no spiritual beliefs, no spiritual practices, and some of the things that he said have been kind of jarring to me about his opinions about people that have spiritual beliefs. Okay, and because I surround myself with people that are so entrenched in this, uh-huh. this is my reality. Yeah. And so to meet someone where that's not their reality, it's jarring because you forget that... That anybody has another opinion. Yeah, you forget that anyone else is... Yep. Our people are different from you. And so I feel like for me, there's these inerrant judgments that come up of, well, that if this person doesn't have access to spirituality, then they're probably not doing deep psychological work, right? That's or not true, though. Yeah, not true. Yeah. You didn't let me finish, Samantha. Oh, well, get so, there. <laughs> you know, like, all these opinions, like, oh, mate, they must not, you know, think as deeply about things. But yeah. when you talk to them, they are having these thoughts and these experiences. They're just through a different lens. Yep. And it's very... It's the lens is... Well, not all of them. Not all of them, but yeah. some of them are. And then... It's weird to see, in my mind, what I've just called, like, the secular lens. I don't know what the actual term is. But, like, the secular lens is probably just, like, the psychological lens of of things. And hearing people talk about things that we talk about just with different vocabulary. And it's so strange to me. Like, that's where I feel like that fixed mindset comes in. Because it it ties a lot into vocabulary and like the yep. way we talk about things and so i'm going to talk about disc golf again okay. um but i was saying this earlier when we were watching a playback of one of the girls playing uh there's a player his name is simon lazat and he has a youtube channel so i've been watching a lot of his stuff when there's not pro events because he makes like fun videos like trick shots or he'll play around like with his left hand or something it's just like fun easy like disc golf content to watch but um i was listening to him commentate on is that the right way to say it commentate yeah why does that sound weird Um, commentate he was talking through one of the um professional rounds and he was playing so he he was talking about his card and his throws and what happened and he kept getting like lucky bounces off of trees in the right path like it might have been a shit throw but it kind of like lucked out in his favor And he started talking and saying things like, yeah, at this point in the round, I was down, you know, five strokes and I really was feeling off on my game, but I just, every single throw just seemed like the fates was in my, my way. And I just really felt like this was supposed to happen for me. I really felt like, you know, the course was helping me. I really felt like the universe was kind of getting me on track to get there. And I really don't think that he's a spiritual guy in the sense Mm -hmm. of like, he has, a spiritual practice. I do think obviously from the way he was talking that he has an open mindset about things like that. But from what I can tell, I don't know him personally, but from what I can mm. tell, I don't I don't think he is a, a spiritual practice kind of guy. I think he's just an open mindset kind of guy. And listening to him say that and listening to him talk like that, especially on a sports, like it that was as professional of a of a a show as we get with this golf world yeah. um, and have somebody like Simon talking like that and not talking about how it was technically off or blah, blah, blah. He was like very much like, universe, I just felt man. like fate and like the trees were there to help me. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, that is really interesting to see somebody that 
especially because I haven't been watching a ton of spiritual content. It was like sneaking its way into the stuff that I was watching and just kind of interesting. Another thing that came to mind when you were talking about it. Hello, Phoebe, are you through with that? She's sniffing shoes. Come on back up here, Phoebe. It's funny oh that like, the way that you're talking about it, there's this author named Lu- Lucy Greeley who wrote a book called Autobiography of a Face, right? Oh, yeah. It's this woman that yeah. had to get a portion of her jaw removed. And in the book, she's not really that spiritual, but... So like, she's not a spiritual person, but in the book, she writes about how things were really tense. Basically, the way that things were happening in her life, she was treating things in a spiritual way without being spiritual. And she has this line in the book called Pantheism Ruled. Ooh, okay. And it was basically like like that that disc golf guy was saying, like the trees were helping me, the wind yeah. was doing it. And it was just like this idea that everything around you is alive and fate and doing its own thing, but you're not necessarily involved in it. Yeah. And it reminds me of that line. And everyone mm. should read this book called, by the way, Autobiography of a Face. Mm. And this line, Pantheism Ruled. Just this idea that the world around you is alive. Yeah. And... It, it doesn't even matter how you interact with it. It's mm-hmm. just happening. Mm-hmm. Who else was I talking to? And it was not... Um, I was talking to somebody, and I can't remember who it was, and it was like a conversation that was absolutely not geared towards anything spiritual. And they were clearly not a mm-hmm. uh, religious or spiritual conversationalist type things like they could have had that mindset yeah yeah but they're not actively considering they're not on tarot too no um and i I just can't remember what it was but it was like the conversation was going and i was listening and then they were telling me something about their lives and they were like you know and i'm a big person that always believes that everything happens for a reason and i feel like you hear that line a lot with Mm -hmm. everyday people whether you think that they're religious whether you think that they're atheists or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure that some atheists ingrained in our culture to say to say i think that everything happens for a reason even if you don't believe in fate it's that more so that you think that there's something bigger out there that mm-hmm. is helping to push or to navigate why certain things happen. And normally it's followed up in a conversation where things aren't going people's way or they've had a rough patch in life and then they realize once they're out of it that it actually ended up being for the best. Um, but I hear that from I hear that line from a lot of people who want to be spiritual maybe they are spiritual but they just don't know how to communicate maybe going back and circling the segue back to the throat chakra thing where people want to talk but they're afraid of being judged that they believe Mm -hmm. that that there was a a reason for things so that that snuck into the conversation and i was like oh do you think a belief in fate would impact a fixed mindset oh that's a great question i don't know so i my like you know my experiences i i think my religion and my spirituality is is always shifting and changing and it's definitely up in the air right now should be but as i'm getting older and like experiencing things and just my experience with coincidence and my experience with you know chance encounters and one choice making your a whole world of a difference to me it just seems like this idea of not like a master plan but just like this idea of like destiny and fate and like moments. I don't know if every moment is meant to happen, but these moments that you're destined for. Mm. And it just seems the more and more that I 
am approaching these things, it just seems more real to me. Like, I do think that we are destined for things. It just starts to feel more true to me. Yeah, so in astrology, and this has been always something that's been that has always kind of like shaken me when I'm not feeling as confident with astrology mm-hmm. or, you know, when I am feeling really confident with astrology, like I've kind of gone back and forth with the way in which I believe how fate or destiny intertwines with astrology, because there are certain placements in our life that entail certain time periods of us going through major growth. For instance, a Saturn return, right? Um, so in astrological terms, that's an easy one example to give because we've talked talked a lot about what a Saturn return is in past episodes and what it entails. Mm-hmm. And so by looking at where somebody's chart is and knowing, you know, by looking at an ephemeris or tracking the transits and pinpointing like what year or even what month or even what week, certain planets will hit somebody's natal chart it doesn't necessarily generate exact events that will happen and that's where i feel like um free will and where you know it depends on what path and what choices you've chosen up until that point Mm -hmm. to be really specific about things um however there's major energy advances that you will go through in your life that will absolutely happen that are destined that are set it's whether or not you've made certain choices or paths gone down certain paths as to how that plays out you Mm -hmm. know there's an energetic lesson with certain things that will happen in your life designated astrologically um that other people won't go through and a lot of those happen to be more outer planet things because those planets travel super slowly so sometimes One person will have transits in certain houses for their lives and not in other places. More predominantly things like Pluto and the outer planets like that that just take a really long time to move. Um, I just feel so much like I feel torn sometimes with saying like there is fate. There is Mm -hmm. destiny in, in some capacity. I just don't think it's it's as expressed as it is in like fiction mm-hmm. books or, yeah. you know, in, in the sense of what like, we like think. a prophetic exact moment. Exactly. Like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like very much like the fate, the prophecy. Sometimes, I don't know. I, I really resonate with what you're saying about yeah. destined to encounter a concept or yeah. destined to encounter some sort of energy. Yeah. Like destined to, you know, like, let's say, when your Saturn return is happening in a yep. certain sign, dealing with a certain thing. We don't know how it'll happen, but right. you kind of know the logistics, like that right. general energy. But when I think of it in that way and like spinning it positive, like I feel like it could be beneficial to have like a fixed mindset of it's my destiny for greatness. Yep. So like no matter what happens, yes. like you could have like the best of both worlds, like mm-hmm. a fixed mindset and a flexible mindset. Yeah, like, that would be really cool think to think that, about it. Like having like I kind of feel like that's two. where I'm at, to be honest with you. I'm fixed in the sense where I'm fixed in knowing that I am destined for greatness and that I <laughs> oh, will figure no, it out, right? If, if I don't go pee right now, I will die. Okay. Wait, uh, you can all have to pause it. Do you want to charm our listeners with your own thoughts? Or sure. Do you Are you going to like... It's, I, what is it? Are you going to devlin the, your brains out over no, there? I'm just making pee. If okay. you can hear me peeing, will you pause it? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 
So I don't know when the hell I drew this card, but I was, uh, I pulled the Cesarito Tarot and I have, or the Sassy Burrito Tarot. And I pulled the Page of Cups reversed. I think it was when he was talking about a fixed mindset and like in the beginning when he was reading that article. And there was something that was coming up for me about, because in this particular image, there is a girl and she's got a bow and arrow, which I think is a little bit interesting since this is the Page of Cups and there's no cup in sight. But she's got this key and her dress is the galaxy and there's a... Um, keyhole right where her heart would be and the card came out reversed and I feel like talking about whether somebody has a fixed mindset or a you know an open mindset or whatever he called it it's definitely it's definitely coming from a space of wanting to emotionally be vulnerable because when he was talking about the confidence and the um the need to feel like we're secure or that we're stable and, and comfortable and knowing like I will only get so far. The people who have growth mindsets are the people who are vulnerable enough emotionally to open themselves up to failure because you're only going to succeed or to grow with being open and vulnerable to the possibility of failure and knowing that with failure, you're never really failing. So I think it's definitely... With failure, you're never... Uh, by the way, I'm back, everyone. Yeah, with I failure, just you're like never... I like a whole gallon to that toilet. <laughs> with, with failure, you're not actually failing. The only way for growth is to want to grow. Mm-hmm. Even oh, if failure. you have a growth mindset, you will grow. I was talking about the Page of Cups reversed in the sense, like, talking about people who have fixed mindsets or growth mm -hmm. mindsets and how her key to me. her heart is opening this up. Okay, where, I'm talking. I'm going to see where I'm stuck in a growth mindset. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm stuck Literally in a, talking. I'm fixed. You know what? You, you know where your going. fixed mindset is? Being a dick. I just need to be heard. Okay. <laughs> I was gone for a minute. Yeah, all right, go ahead. What I was but saying no, was not talking. interesting, apparently. I was over it and I didn't Speaking even hear Speaking of sponsors, I'm going to take a second while he's shuffling to thank the people who are kind enough to support this podcast. If you would like to support this podcast, you can for a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $15 a month. There should be a link somewhere on the platform you're listening to this. Uh, it could be on the YouTube video description box or it could be on any of the platforms. But thank you so much to Melanie W., Rebecca PK, Kate B., Julie C., David B., Teresa D., Lindsay M., Phil K., Amy F., Samantha G., Dominic B., and this week we have another new supporter. Her name is Miranda O. I think it would be pronounced O. Do you see the little... Oi. Oi. <laughs> thank you so much, Miranda, for being a new supporter this week. And thank you to all the other people who continue to support our podcast. We love you. We are very grateful. And we're happy that you enjoy it. Um, for the other people who are just listening or for those of you who share uh, Instagram and make your beautiful GIF artwork, your icons. And we love you. So love thank you so time. much to the supporters. What'd you get? The Ten of Wands. So immediately. Let me see the card. And uh, their depiction is interesting. Is he taking a shit? No, oh, he's okay. sitting in a chair. I was like, that looks really I weird. liked the Saturn inside Why is this actually you? Literally me okay. in my chair. So, <clears throat> so Saturn and Sag. Okay. I thought cool. that was a very interesting interpretation for the Ten of Wands. Especially because we were talking about Saturn returns. Mm-hmm. And Sagittarius is such a new sign to me recently. I've only recently... Really? 
become interested in it and like learning about it. It's, I, I think it's because I have so much to say right now that I'm not gonna say. I think it's because Can James, you read I, me? I think it's because James Feeney is a Sagittarius. That's not and, what I'm and, thinking. Oh, and ever since him and I became friends, I'm fascinated by Sagittarius now, right? Okay. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking. Oh, is that not Can what I'm I mouth thinking? to you what I'm thinking? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> Big mood. Okay. So yeah. Oh yeah. Him. Uh, oh yeah. That's so, it. Um. Oops. Who? <laughs> so, for me, my, I really struggle with, and this isn't just me being a Virgo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I really resonate with like, um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh my god! You do okay, not. Okay, okay. You just work at fucking five in the morning and. So, I know, I, I, I sound insane. I think it's because I have a really busy life and I'm just tired. You're not that busy. I have a busy life. Skylar, Monday through Friday. Skylar, <laughs> I am going to rip you to shreds right now. You better reel busy, it in. I have a you busy didn't... internal life. Okay, okay? there you go. It makes That's me better. tired. That's better. <laughs> He's like, I'm so, I'm so busy. busy. I work a regular schedule and then reg- come home and take a nap every day. But okay. I run a mile. But I run two miles. Two miles. 2.5 miles. I'm so tired. I'm just so busy. So first of all, you guys <laughs> have never seen thighs and calves like the ones I'm oh growing right God. now, by the way, from all my running. But yeah, I'm very proud of you. I've been running a lot. But for you... I know. I'm working my juicy butt. You better reel it in with this. So, I am so tired. So, okay. Basically, like my fixed mindset <laughs> okay. thing is that I am... A Virgo. Yes. I guess, you know what? It's not even about, like, the chronic fatigue, which it is, but it's... You do not have chronic fatigue? I sometimes have chronic Don't fatigue. Don't say that again, you hypochondriac. I'm always like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm so tired. It must be chronic. So I just... I get... <laughs> I get upset. <laughs> and so, like, just, like, I hate being tired. It's one of my least favorite... Oh. You're talking to a Taurus moon. I am the worst without sleep. It's one of my least favorite experiences. It's just being sleepy and tired. Yeah. It just feels like... Hungry a, and tired are not my strongest. It feels like a, a waste of my time. And <laughs> to just be tired, I'd rather be awake, you know? Earlier, we were... Like, I was not able to get food. I was not able to get food for, like, eight fucking hours. And oh, I no. thought I was going to die. And George was, like... <laughs> fine he was he's fine i was like i have to get food and he was like all right well we'll we'll find some food it's fine it's fine i was like no like i have to get food and then he kept like saying things and i was like snapping at him i'm like i'm hungry oh my god that's me only when i'm tired though same if i'm hungry though that man can survive on one hour of sleep and one meal a week and be the same the hour sleep thing I can't if, relate to, but if I get less than eight hours, I'm a literal monster. If it's an inconvenience to somebody else, I will not be hungry. But if I get over eight hours, I'm also a monster. If I sleep too much, I'm a monster. Are you talking about me or not? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you just opened it up for me to talk Ten about of me. Wands. Okay, basically, like where I'm fixed <laughs> in my mindset is that I basically when I'm tired, I ruin my own time, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm tired and I'm mad about it. Yeah. And then I, I feel really. like I can't do anything. And so basically if I'm not putting a hundred percent into something and I'm not fully engaged, I will not do it. I, 
I just I feel like I can't do it. And I feel like that's holding me. Izzy can't do it. I just can't do it. So <laughs> I feel like that shit is holding me back. Like I've always struggled with this. Doing something even though I'm tired. What if I just really internalize that message? Like it's okay to be tired and do something. It doesn't have to be 100% emotionally engaged. And I feel like this, especially in terms of spirituality, mm-hmm. when it comes to like spiritual stuff, if I'm at all tired, I cannot do it. Like that's really interesting that that's what came up for that card for you. Like that mm-hmm. is not what I would have thought at all. And that's just what's so interesting about tarot or cards mm-hmm. or using your intuition with things because. I did not get that from that image. I did not get that from that from the Ten of well, Wands. I, him, I did not get that from Saturday I'm using, Sagittarius. I'm using the next world tarot, by the way. And just him sitting in that chair, looking at all the stuff around him. Yeah. It's very relatable to me. He's just sitting there. And by the way, if I go, if I go to the doctor and have chronic fatigue syndrome, I am going to laugh my way to the bank. I do not have chronic fatigue. You don't know that. I do know that you dick. You know what I saw from the Saturn and Sag? I'm going to interpret this for you. What do you see? Your fixed mindset being held back from. And this is also something within myself, but I see this in both of us needing to think bigger. So I feel like mm-hmm. Saturn and Sagittarius is a really good term for um, having goals and structures and rules for yourself or kind of if we're thinking of Saturn as like what your mindset is, whether you're fixed or open or what how you're going to get there. Sagittarius is the big picture. It is pulling back it is abundant it is expansive it is Mm -hmm. growth it is uh fire in like the biggest sense of the word of like if if we're equating it to jupiter and i think saturn and sagittarius is like think fucking bigger like what are your goals times them by 10 and then shoot for the 11th you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and i feel like both of us have goals we have things we want to achieve but we're always kind of shorting ourselves or shortchanging ourselves and that's why in the fixed mindset like i strive every single day i wake up to have a growth mindset but i can tell that if i didn't do that i would absolutely be reverting back to a fixed mindset Mm -hmm. because it's just like not as much in my dna or even in my astrology chart I have to fight every single day to have mm-hmm. a growth mindset. I have to work at it. And maybe that's why I have a spiritual practice is because deep down I recognize that if I don't, I won't go anywhere. I won't <laughs> do anything. You know, I will just be fixed for the rest of my life. And I think that's Saturn and Sagittarius, at least for myself. But also I see with like you and mm-hmm. what we talk about and what our goals are. Like Because I mean, you and I both have mutable signs for our sun, Absolutely. Right? But so- we also have very like pigeonholed views and focuses with Mm -hmm. that Virgo and with that Gemini. It's not that we don't have goals. It's not that we aren't ambitious. It's not that we don't think things and we don't want to evolve. Everybody does in some way. It's just that Saturn and Sagittarius is such more of a like... It's more so like, what are our goals and how are we shooting for the fucking moon instead of shooting for something down the street? I feel like Saturn would be a cool reigning in power of the power of Sagittarius. Yeah. Like really 
being at the helm, I've, charioting it. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot we could talk about with just those two signs together. But I feel like if you're, if we're talking about fixed mindsets and, and um, you know, growth mindsets, Saturn and Sagittarius, for us both, I feel like is us shooting bigger, dreaming bigger, thinking bigger, um, and not limiting ourselves. I feel like, yeah. I do limit myself. I limit sure. myself all the fucking time. Minute by minute, honestly. Literally in this moment. We could be in the fucking White House right now. Why? Look at us. Look, Look at, at us. us. <laughs> Look at us. Look at it. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> all right. How do you feel? Oh, I'm, let's finish off with just a little fun tea. Because I don't have anything serious. I don't have anything I've big. got some incredible tea. Okay. So, spell the tea. <clears throat> what time is it? Where's our bell? Yikes. Nothing. Nothing. Just that works. So. Spell the tea, which is. Carrie Mallon, who is the co-creator of the Spacious Tarot, mm -hmm. has just been super active on Instagram cool. lately. And it's just been real fun to see because sometimes she'll go radio silent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she'll be back just like delivering me content. Oh. Right? Through Instagram. Just for you. Just for me. Just you. Like, you know, <laughs> fun Instagram stories, fun posts. And I've just been really enjoying seeing her presence. Yeah. Because sometimes she kind of. I don't know, just isn't doing that. Yeah. But right now she's really doing it. I so love it. I love, I love it. it. So that's the tea? That's the tea. Love it. Nice and easy. No, we've we spilt a lot of tea last week, so we're just light yeah. light and breezy airy. Um so <laughs> my tea is that somebody sent me this really cool like love package and mm. i talked about a few of the things that were sent to me in a recent vlog but the one thing was this book and it was a fiction book and it's called tarot and i can't remember the author's name i think it's like marissa something it's like it's you can try putting it in the show notes yeah i'm not gonna do that you can just go watch my vlog and i like talk about it or you can look up like tarot it's a fiction book and it's the title is just tarot um and it has like an image on it that looks very much like um Oh, God. What was Rebecca... Uh... Campbell? Yeah, what was Rebecca Campbell's? What's that? Workers what? of the Light. Yeah, it lit... Yep, yep, exactly. You're... Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, I know exactly what you're talking about. The book cover looks like... It does look like a Rebecca Campbell cover. It looks Campbell like a Rebecca cover. Campbell... Some sort of brand, angel kind brand. Of thing. Yes. And I have... I have... I'm reading like four or five books right now, and they're all either like very heady, very intellectual, or very like dense... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm reading like two things on Audible, three things in fucking, you know, book form. And I was like... Book form? <laughs> yeah, like actual book form. And I'm loving all of them. It's just going slower because I'm spreading out my time and everything. Oh my God, I'm dragging this out so much. But this is why it's important and why mm -hmm. I feel like it's really cool is because I was sent this book. It was a fiction book. I had never heard of it, didn't know anything about it. And I was like, should I start another book? I was really like leery about it. But I was like, you know what? It's a fiction book. It'd be nice to have... A fun, easy, breezy fiction book to like switch it up. I haven't read a fiction book in a long time, except for the fucking Mist of Avalon on Audible that took me months because it was so long. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll just start. And I could not put it down. I haven't read a fiction book like that in a while. And I read most of it. I only have like a few chapters left. And it is very easy, very easy read, very, um, I don't even want to say amateur. I feel like that's not the right way to it's describe it. It's young adult. Yeah, it's YA, so it just has, like, pretty quick plot. It's pretty predictable, but in the same sense, it's not because you don't know how it's going to play out. And mm -hmm. what's cool about it, you guys, is that it's based on tarot. 
Um, but it's not in your face. So there's characters that are named the fool and their personality is like the fool card. And there's a magician and there's a hermit card and there's a hierophant king and there's the land of the cups and not to spoil anything, but just to give like a synopsis to get you guys to like maybe want to read it. Um, it, it's about a girl who is literally trapped in a tower and her father was the hierophant king who, uh, kept her there and she learned how to weave these tapestries which in turn unlocked these worlds and she ends up discovering her magic and discovering life through her tapestries um and just the way that this author kind of weaves tarot into it without there ever being cards without there ever being like a structured like there is characters like the king of cups the queen of cups but it's only in passing and it's not it's not rigid it's very free flowing and it's interesting to learn and to think about tarot in such a fluid easy breezy fiction way and i'm mm-hmm. really enjoying it and i highly recommend the book it's just been such a unique way to incorporate tarot and reading so yeah oh my god do you know who i'd love to hear talk read this book katie flowers katie flowers if you're listening to this, Queen, we love you. You have to pick up this book and then talk about it on your booktube because it would be the perfect combination between your two channels. And I think that you would like it and you'd get through it really quickly. So anyways, I want to hear her I want to hear her thoughts on this book cuz it's not it's not the most incredible book of my life and it's not like it's going to be life-changing, but it was fun and easy and a cool way to like... Got you thinking, obviously. Yeah, it was really... It's interesting to think about it in certain ways. Every piece of fiction plays its role in our lives. Yeah, but this one was cool because I've never thought about... I don't know, tarot in this way. Anyways, that's my tea. Look it up or don't, whatever. Speaking of which... Speaking of which... I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. I'm Sammy. Goodbye.